And that is one of the ways that people are sly and adaptive. Is what? Is that they, they, they enmesh, connect to a powerful conversation. Okay. And they, they strap on right. and say, that's my conversation. Mm -hmm. But it's not their conversation. It's just a conversation they're identifying with in, in lieu of creating their own conversation. So, we ask ourselves why these 11 people aren't generating. It's because they've been spending their time trying to learn a different conversation than their own, than their own conversation. What is their conversation? And most of them would say, I don't know. I think we all would say, I don't know, in the face of that. So, that's one of the ways it's done. That's one of the things, we spend a lot of time in the three intensive, intensives doing that. Yes. Having people learn your conversation. Yeah. There's value in that, but that's the old model of education. That's what we do with teachers and students. They learn the teacher's conversation. Yeah. So what we're suggesting is our new model of education, because we're not interested in educating unconscious creators, we're interested in educating conscious creators. And conscious creators can't learn my conversation. They have to learn their own conversation. Right. So I'm interested in people who are willing to learn their own conversation, and I think that's the setup for this intensive. This weekend, we're interested in knowing what your conversation is. What's the conversation that's most alive for you? What, what are you willing to generate? Mm -hmm. where, where is it that you're passionate about generating? I think there are better questions. You have some questions, which is what I was trying to get to this morning. If I know you're asking me about what I want to be responsible for, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to keep that as small as possible. Because? Because I don't want to be responsible for it. Which I? The I that unconsciously creates. The box. Yes, but that's who you're talking to. Thank you very much. I don't want to talk to that one. I showed up. I I'm saying, I'm saying that just be aware that eleven boxes are going to show up, and then they're going to sit in the second row too. So it's going to take like the third or fourth row to talk to people outside their box, no matter who you're being. People are going to give you their box because they don't want to be responsible for that conversation because they're their box. So we got There are a couple of things you got to do about. There are a couple of ways you got to get people out of their box, to so that they get have the understanding that they're not their box. Before we can then have the conversation about when you're not your box, what, you know, what makes the hair on the back of your neck stand up? What, what gets you excited? What's the conversation you're most willing to stay up till 3 a.m. and have? What's that conversation? There are. I mean, there are some telltale signs about what those conversations are. It's not, how would you be successful? That's a setup. Mm -hmm. Because then success is based on how adaptive I am. So, you know, like, I, I would be successful if I had, I, I don't even know what the story is. Anymore. I would be successful if I had $54 million in a foundation and I could give away money for a living. Well, yes and no. Is that the conversation I want to stay up till three in the morning and have? No, I want to have a theater conversation. That I want to rehearse till three in the morning. That I get excited about. So the other conversation is about how I'm successful in the world. The other conversation is how I'm successful as the best adaptive person. When you ask me about success, when you talk to Fred about success, if I show up in my box, success is limited to what I think everyone else has. Mm -hmm. If I show up and I'm not my box, then 
it's whatever I'm whatever I'm most willing to spend my time on. We know from experience, just what you said, that most people, most of us, are willing to spend most of our time on television dramas, being a victim, sleeping, whatever, like that. And, and that's what we're most willing to, to spend our time in. And what you were saying before was that we, the, only, the only reason that we're doing that is because we don't know the cost. We don't know what we're missing. We don't know what we're paying to have that kind of a life. But you'd think that after three intensives that there would be some idea of what it would be costing. Or maybe not. You know, maybe we haven't we haven't gone there enough. Like, like imagine, imagine this is a box. So reach in the box. What do you get? So, so what was your, what was the thing that you rejected? What was the first thing you found you rejected? What is this anyway? What is this? This. I reached in the box and there was a blob. Alright, why didn't you say that? A blob of what? Well, because I thought, why is there a blob there? Yeah, right, so you judged it and you blocked. So, reach in the box again. Why? Well, because my head's going, okay, put this in there. Okay. <laughs> no, just reach this too Go in. I'm going. What, what's that? Uh, it was a fishing pole. Great, okay, and what's on the end of it? You're blocking. You're blocking. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't I have a fishing pole in my hand, and on the end of it is a diamond. Fine. It makes no sense to me. See, but it's a fantastic thing, because that's really what's there. And you're, you're blocking, though. Because you're not just saying what the first thing is. You're judging it and criticizing it. But I'm telling you, after I criticized it, what it really, yeah, what was there. But you're waiting. Okay. All right. Great. Go get, reach in the box again. What's All right. That? Pull it out. What is that? A fork. Fork. What's what's uh, what's it for? Put it back in and grab something else. What's that? Um, too late. It's uh, too long. What is it? Can't. What is this? That was a walkie-talkie. Okay. <laughs> so, go ahead. Grab something out of the box. Okay. Alright, what is it? It's a piece of paper. Okay, and what's written on it? Uh, I. I. Okay, anything else? Yes, there's tons more. What? I certainly something. I, it's like a language I can't read. I certainly something. It's like my handwriting and it turns into not letters anymore. Okay. It's I certainly, and then there's all this scriggly stuff. Alright. I certainly. And what's on the bottom of the paper? What's on the other side of the paper? A map. For? I, I, I don't know what it is. It's like a... It's a map. What's on the map? It looks like a treasure map. Okay. And what's the treasure? Well, it's under a tree. Alright. What is it? I don't... <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's so, un, it's so under a tree. A, say a word. 
See, I'm going with you. I blocked green. Okay. I thought, why would I say green? See, that's why. See, green. That's what mine does. Green. Say another word. Coconut. Say another word. Music. Another one. Water. Keep going. Sea. Yes. Salt. Another word. Uh, sun. Okay. Another word. Children. Reach up on a shelf. What do you get? Ruby. And what? What? Bunch of rubies. Okay. What? Who put them there? They're there. All right. They're, they're provided. Okay. Start something. What's well, a party? <laughs> What's the party for? I'm blocking. Okay. <laughs> Let's go do this. It's a party. Great. Stop. I think you stop being adaptive. And you stop being adaptive, does that mean you're being adaptive? It's sort of the same question as the distinction between uh, rescuing somebody and serving somebody. Well, so I... First I have to check in to see if I'm being adaptive. Am I being adaptive? See, I got you to drink your water. Did you know that? Well, maybe you think you did. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> maybe we should wait. Let me see who I got to call us. Hello, this is Fred. <laughs> Hi, Barbara. Yes. Well. Well. This is messy. Yeah, it is. So, like, get out of your head. What, you know, you know, for me, it's like the first thing that happens, one of the first things that happened when I started experimenting with adapting to nothing was gremlin just showed up big. You know, cut loose with the reins and what shows up is gremlin. So, I haven't found, I haven't found the answer to be 
about hurting other people's feelings or being selfish or greedy or anything <coughs> shadow world principles and we end up having blocked ourselves into a little you know trough that's about the size of a grave and we go and bounce off one end and bounce off the other and go neener neener that I'm being adaptive is that my reaction was fuck you. My reaction was get off my ass, fuck you, who are you to tell me I'm being adaptive? So I'm being adaptive because that's a lot of reaction for not being adaptive. So
we're going to make it all the way to Clinton. conversation you want to have. That's what I'm struggling with right now. Okay, well the thing that really dam damaged my uh, defense strategy that I haven't even really been, I don't think I've even digested it yet, was that one uh, quote-unquote creative planning session which we redesigned, which I call the possibility process now, but it's where you tell your story about work, you tell your story about health, you tell your story about relationship, you tell your story about transformation, whatever, you put those stories up on the board and then the audience just uh, starts to put up all the assumptions that are inherent in each and starting to be common in all of the stories. So what's happening is that it becomes clear what your fundamental assumptions are that allow you to sustain all the stories that you've ever made up about you and the world of life. And those assumptions, realizing what those assumptions are, and the fact that, you know, they're just assumptions, they're just false, fabricated, arbitrary assumptions, um, and everything is based on it, like that, just dissubstantiates the stories, the necessity of the stories, and like, it freaked me out too much, like I could, I don't even remember what those assumptions are right now, I don't remember what those notes are, you know, I would have to do the whole process again, but I, like, that is a process that takes you into happening in this conversation then. I hope so. So if I'm not... 
So there's several things happening in this conversation. One of them is that it's bullshit that you don't like shaping the conversation. Because that's one of the things you do. You shape the conversation. Okay. Then the other thing is that it's bullshit that I'm being shaped. I'm choosing to, to feel like I'm being shaped because it's one of my primary conversations, which is watch out because people are going to try to shape you. So that's going on. And then there is the part of me that over the last couple of years has learned to pay attention to the question, if, especially if I have resistance to it. So I've got all this resistance in my body, and I'm saying, well, all those two things may be true, but are they worth saying? Because what's clearer is that there's something that's hitting. So I have those three things going on. And then, <laughs> so I have three conversations about the conversation going on, rather than conversing. So, you know, I don't know, what is the value of, not even what is the value. So if I adapt to nothing, if I, if I, if I withhold nothing, then, with, say that again, withhold nothing that is, you said something about withhold nothing that is, that can, I, Withhold nothing that can serve. And then, you know, we make, you know, we may withhold nothing about certain things, but then when it comes to things that neither of us wants to reveal, then we make subconscious agreements to not withhold, to withhold, to continue to withhold about those things, even though it might serve. Something underneath the So there's some distancing going on because I prefer to have a conversation about the conversation. Rather than conversing. so much that is feeling. Like that's what's coming up. There's wow. so much that's all that stuff that's like, okay, so let that, what is that? And then what's under that? What's under that? But that's the first, 
know, 10 minutes of film footage. Go ahead. It's not true you can't get to the next 10 minutes. You just said you can choose to hold the spewing that doesn't serve anything. Well, we can rewind. this a lot. Just spewing. Okay. And then in the in my head holding that spewing in and the absence of any other conversation. So that's you know that's one of the manifestations of what happens when I am my box. Because there's this whole thing about if I spew then I'm dangerous and I hurt people and Blah, 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 blah. So it's like, I don't even... I don't even want to have this conversation anymore. This is not... Say fuck it. You know, if if it's not possible to get to another conversation, then I want to stop conversing. Because if I have this whole I'm gonna die conversation, and that's my primary conversation, then everyone else around me is gonna die also. So I can't be who I am. I craft it so I can't be who I am because it's too much. So I have that I have that going on all the time. I can't really unleash what's going on for me because People around me can't take it. So, then th this morning I was like really excited about the conversation that it's not possible to die unless you choose to die or unless people are using real weapons. It's like, and then you can have a physical death. But the other death is a chosen death. So, I like that conversation because that means I'm not responsible for anyone else's death. You're also not responsible for anybody else's victimhood. So, then that's kind of an exciting conversation. But it's like... Now I have lots of back doors. So am I, do I really want to have that conversation? Which conversation? About, you know, having anything that Having anything that consciously, that having anything that, being able to speak anything that serves a conscious purpose. Do I really want to be able to do that? Because there are lots of shut down areas in my life that work perfectly well for the me that is the box. Right. So do I really want to have that conversation? That's the question. I mean, here we go. We're at the intensive. We get 
not really James. You want to do this exercise? Fuck you. And it's like, you know that exercise where you get to the, in the I am process where you, essentially that way, okay, I am. You know, it's actually fuck you, I am. It's the actual process. And uh, you're laying on the floor going, fuck you, I am. And then, if you move a muscle, if you say a word, if you think a thought, if you feel a feeling, any gesture like that is of your own choice and volition. It's not adaptive anymore. Because you're starting from I am. And then, if somebody says, James, go up on stage, it goes, okay. And it's a choice rather than being adaptive. David has been high profiled and she rejected Donna. So were you being adaptive then? No. Okay. How do you know? Because I don't have it. It's, it's the right decision. Would serve the orchestra. Would get the press we need. It's a great decision. you're human and it's not that romantic but humans were romantic. as a belief system they are but as a reality it just doesn't work that way so no it doesn't have the possibility of always being that way because unfortunately you have a mind and I have a mind and so if we could escape the human condition we would have and the goal is not to escape it, but to be in relationship to it. So how can you be in relationship to it if you withhold nothing? You can choose to withhold nothing now. And I'm going to have to choose to withhold nothing in the next moment too. But I'm going to start over. I choose now. Now. It isn't like, you know, I'm blinking. So they're not continuous moments. So that puts fear in my body. Okay. Well, we know that's not a bad thing. No, it's kind of exciting. So. Well, I don't know what you're going to say next. Or do next. Well, I'm not going to get out of the car. Okay. Which I was thinking about. <laughs> Are you going to hit me? Like the other thing is going to hit me. I'm not going to hit you.
because it isn't adapting if I choose to hold what serves nothing. Me hitting you wouldn't serve anything but gremlin. So it's okay for me to hold that. Like that's a that's a natural function of maturity. Okay, maturity or liability. Yeah. Okay. So I won't be hitting you. I almost hit you. But well, you might have regretted that decision. <laughs> See, it's all, that really pulls it apart, Clint. That really pulls the whole damn thing apart. Because if I'm blinking, and they're not continuous moments, that means that it is part of my, you know, I, the, the luxury of being resentful about setting up the meditation space at 10 o'clock, at 10 to 6 in the morning tomorrow morning, is adaptivity, being adaptive, because either I'm choosing to be up and set the space up and hold the space, or I'm choosing to be adaptive and resentful, and I'm doing it because it's expected, so I've that it's good, you know, so why? We're going to Clinton. Okay, so um, if, if you are choosing to set up the space, then you are being responsible. Right. Then I'm being adaptive. Because if I'm resentful, that means I'm setting up the space because you expect me to. All right. It would be it would be equally irresponsible but less adaptive. No, it wouldn't. It would be it would be equally as adaptive to just not show up. Because uh -huh. then I would be in relationship to it's okay for me to put my hand on that because I'm well no it sometimes put pressure on the tape. Okay. As long as there's a good reason. See, that's the thing. Well, yeah, but see, you could still be adaptive, set up the room, and not feel resentful, but still be adaptive. Be numb to your adaptive. Yes. Adaptive. That's what I'm talking about, is how, how numb we are to be adaptive all the time. Okay. And it's not just when you're resentful, because resentment is getting close to being responsible. Well, that's what I just said. It's better so, than apathy. That's what I'm talking about. Well, maybe. On the chart. The chart. Maybe. You know, either you're either you're choosing consciously or you're not. So apathy, resentment, not showing up, all those things are equal. Equal dead. Yeah, okay. it just is. Right. And any kind of linear approach is just going to be a mind conversation about which is the most sophisticated strategy. Alright. It's still the same strategy. That's what I'm saying. If I just chose not to show up, when we know people who just don't show up, they say they're going to do something and then they don't do it. Okay, so they just chose to not show up. Does that mean they're not being adaptive? Hell, no. They think they they say to themselves, "Well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not being adaptive." 
except they say, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to be told what to do. But their whole lives are still in relationship to the person who tells them what to do. They're still in reaction to the person who controls the puppet string, rather than choosing consciously and realizing nobody's in control of them. So the only, what, what you're saying there clearly is that the only uh, alternative to being adaptive is responsibility. The only alternative to being adaptive is choosing consciously. And when you ask me, well, isn't that the state we could be in at all times? I think the answer to that is clearly no. Well then, you don't have a level of practice to sustain that. You don't have a level of, you know, like Mr. Lee doesn't have that level of consciousness. And he has a pretty high level of consciousness. But he, I think he would tell, I don't know, I've never had a conversation with him. I think he would tell you that, yes, I've had unconscious moments in my life. Yes, I've had unconscious moments this year. Okay, well if that person practicing at the level he practices, who clearly practices at a different level than most of us, isn't doing it all the time, then the answer to can it be done all the time is not from this vantage point. So then, what is it that weights us up? Choice. Yes, but the choice of having choice. Choosing to have choice. Every once we you cleanse, go unconscious for days or weeks or months or years. Yeah, but it is not required. Not yeah. Don't hit me. It is not required that you be some fucking hero and figure this out for the world. You don't have to figure it out. Anybody who's been exposed to the model of above the line and below the line has a choice, and then the sophistication of their choice is, is determined by the amount of practice, how much they're willing to put themselves in that situation. And that is simp quite simply what determines it. And any other working models are just models. And we can present some models and we can do some models this weekend. But they're just models. The choice is still equal. The choice is equal for me as it is for the person who just discovers the above the line, below the line model. We have the same choice. Now the sophistication with which we work is different. Or the maturity with which we work is different. But the choice is the same. So the answer to your question is, we have choice. And then, as a group of people, we've chosen to put ourselves in weekends where we create models. And that's perfectly valuable work. But it isn't better, or worse, or more progressed, or less progressed than any other human being. It's quite, it's not. It's not, because these 11 people, no matter how sophisticated technology has gotten, don't choose any more than anyone else. They're choosing the majority of the time to be unconscious. Maybe they do choose more. Maybe, you know, you know, let's not forget how lovely it is to be identified with my box and their box. So maybe all I see is the box. But they, the, these 11 people have consistently chosen more than the random number of 11 people I could pick. So if I believe what I'm saying, why isn't there some compassion for how much these people are willing to choose? Why am I not joyful that I'm, that I'm headed to a weekend with people who would choose? I wasn't sure what I hit it with. We can put this somewhere else. I think I can just control my arm. I'm saying, why is it in my body I don't have a level of excitement about getting to spend the weekend? Oh, where are we? I don't know. Are, have we gone through Clinton? I don't know. I've been looking for Clinton. Okay. I haven't uh, seen any signs and seen the word Clinton. All right. 
What I was saying is, why am I not joyful that I'm getting to spend the weekend with 11 people who would choose to do this work? I'm somewhat excited. I also have somewhat trepidation. I don't want to have the same old boring conversation. Why would you? You're not adapted. Here's our choices. Harrison, Center Ridge, Choctaw, Red Ridge. We're going straight. Okay. And why would you have a boring conversation? That's the experience. When when I'm adaptive, that's the experience of a lot of conversation. Yeah. Population couldn't go here. Yes. So we just after the Taco Bell we'll take a right. Okay. So that's the experience. You know, I still there's great value in under in discovering this, but I still think the responsibility is creating an experience for people where they in their body experience their own level of adaptivity or their own level of their own level of how much they adapt and if that if they just experience it 10% more than they knew before there's still value in that so that people can see what it's costing them to adapt there's still value in that it's the it is the it is the click right comes up it's the next it is the it is the the right step. It's like it's the next step. Looking at what conversation you're adapting to. Who have you hooked into? We had that conversation about enmeshment last time. Now we're just upgrading the enmeshment conversation. I have been enmeshed in your conversation. I have been enmeshed in that. What we know about responsibility is I chose that. What we know about that that conversation is you chose that. Great. New choices, everybody gets new choices. It's almost like a damn game show. Okay, clear the board, new choices. Everybody gets a new choice, okay. And then what we normally do is say, I chose that last conversation. And so I stay in that conversation. So, you know, it's like somebody's trying to play a new round of the game and I'm still on, damn, I chose to be adaptive. Damn, I chose to be adaptive. Those are the, you know, I played three rounds on, I chose to be adaptive. Well, how about we reinvent ourselves every three seconds? Okay, new card. And that, I mean, doesn't that sound exciting? Yeah. I mean, that kind of, that kind of sounds fun. It's like, you could just set up a game show. Have 30 minutes of, this is the adaptive game. Okay. Who's the adaptive I think you should, I think we should, I think we should test people's indicators. You know, okay. I'm going to need somebody to ah when there's adaptiveness going on. And when you ah, name the adaptiveness. Okay. And then you probably need, you know, probably need some indicator whether or not they're on or off. You mean the adapter? Yeah. Is it? Is that adaptive? How do you know? People can do it for themselves probably. I'm just saying it sounded kind of fun. Yeah. People need to get an experience. People, people would, they don't need to shit. 
people would in, people would get excited about an experience like that, where in their in their own realm they're experimenting with how they're adapting. Now, how do we start that conversation and not have the unconscious conversation conversation with John and David Schlink and and because they don't know it. They, and Dinah and um, Scott. His name's not Scott. It's Gene's friend, and his name is Shane. Scott. Yeah. So how do you do that? Just start. Do you not start with the map of conversation? Yeah. And grab the Stop. What? Being adaptive. Click.